Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Bunch of Beauties presented by Pucker Up Sports. I am Sam Prevo, a senior editor of Pucker Up Sports. And as always, I am joined by Jennifer Molia, whose bracket is already wrong. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Ariel Melendez, who Hi. went with the heart a little too much on the bracket and are feeling the effects. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we will we will hit, touch on the brackets. Um I also want to say that this is a we're this is take 2 for us. We already started this. So, my voice is already shot and then uh then our recording borked and we had to start over. So, yum. I'm uh feeling it. Ha- however, I'm ready to rock and roll. So, let's go. Um before we get into uh where the playoffs for the first round kind of uh stands right now um I do want to touch on the fact that um there was a very very scary injury last night um John Tavares was a complete accident but John Tavares um got hit in the head um and had to be stretchered off he had to be helped off by both Montreal and Toronto's uh medical staff it was really scary seeing uh it was a really long uh few minutes of just tense just tension and, yeah. and stress, but thankfully uh, we got an update today and he's home. He's out of the hospital. He was monitored overnight um, and he tweeted a statement um, to the hockey world and specifically the Leafs fans that have supported him. And he said, the support I felt since last night cannot be put into words. I'm thankful to share that I'm back home and recovering. Thank you to my family, friends, teammates, the Maple Leafs organization, Leafs nation, and the hockey community for being by my side. Also, thank you to both medical teams, emergency services, and everyone at St. Mike's Hospital for their exceptional care to help me get back on my feet. I look forward to when I can wear the maple leaf on my chest again. Until then, I'll be cheering on the boys along with Leafs Nation as we compete in the Stanley Cup playoffs, signed JT. So it's so, so great to see him, um, you know, tweeting and home with his family, recovering, because it was really scary for a little while there. Um... And the reaction won't be as genuine because I already told the story, but uh, I found it um, extremely uh, heartwarming and just like a testament to human connection um, that uh, obviously when the hit happened and JT was, was down, it was, I, if you didn't, if you haven't seen it, I mean, there are replays out there, but I will give a very huge trigger warning because it was very, very hard to watch. Yeah. Um the players on the ice were very shook up. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I mean, you can see it, but I haven't shared it. I know a lot of people have been refusing to share it. So just watch at your own risk. Yeah. Um, but he was very out of it, um, seemed very confused. And in the media availability today for the Leafs, Jason Spezza was saying that even though JT was kind of confused, didn't really know what was going on, didn't may may not have known like even like where he was at the time. Um, he recognized Jason Spezza's voice, and so Jason Spezza stood there uh, with JT pretty much the entire time while he was getting uh, picked up by the medical staff, and just apparently just talked to him and like anchored him and made sure that he knew that like he could relax and that they were going to take care of him so i just thought that was super sweet and uh a bright spot i think in this whole horrible Mm -hmm. horrible horrible situation and uh we wish him a speedy recovery he'll be out indefinitely i think that's understandable yeah um 
And it sucks because the night before last, uh, Justin Falk, I mean, the the incidents were completely different. And we may touch on, you know, we've talked about player safety till we're blue in the face, but we might do it again later on in this episode. But Justin, <laughs> but Justin Falks, the hit that knocked him out, and and obviously we wish that he, wish him a speedy recovery as well. Um, that was obviously more of a targeted um, hit to the head as opposed to this being a complete accident. But either way, you hate to see two of like the top players on the on their respective teams get seriously hurt like this. So hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they they both uh like I keep saying have a speedy recovery and and that we'll see them back on the ice soon because this is I hate I hate seeing stuff like this no matter how much I don't like a player or like a player it's still horrible to watch and I hate it for sure and just to go off of what Sam said a little bit just like be sensitive with sharing this video and sharing um any pictures of what happened with Tavares because I just saw on Twitter because you have to have Twitter open when you do a podcast just in case something happens. Um, I saw the the Toronto Sun newspaper cover from today and uh, another newspaper from Montreal both had very graphic pictures of the incident as like the covers of their newspaper, which is so not good. And I yeah. didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So don't do things like that. Yeah, there was a, there was a Toronto newspaper that had the headline "Captain Crushed." Yeah, yeah. On the front, <laughs> let's not do that. Don't do that. Real, real bad. That's just re- the inability to read the room. Sometimes is yeah. staggering. Alrighty. Anyway, I feel like there's always one horrible, horrible thing that happens, and we, have, we to have to be to like, yeah. oh, "Okay, moving on." Anyway. So uh, I have the uh, bracket open, and obviously, like most series, have played only two or three games. Um, the ones, that, the two in Canada, are have only played one game each. So. It's hard to determine right now, like, which one of us was the most right so far. Um, but Pittsburgh's leading 2-1. Boston's leading 2-1. Carolina's leading 2 nothing. Tampa's leading 2-1. Winnipeg and Montreal both lead one nothing. Vegas leads 2-1. And Colorado leads 2-0. So it's very early on. Very uh, All these series, even ones that seem kind of lopsided, could go either way at this point. Um but yeah, I mean, for the most part, some of the teams that are leading, I mean, we were pretty on point. So. Yeah, however, like half and half on who's leading each series. I think yeah. I was counting it. It's like I have four that are currently winning, four that are currently not. However, mine is already wrong because if you recall, we had to pick number of games in the first round. And I enthusiastically proclaimed that the New York Islanders would sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins um, because I thought it would be fun. I thought they would like it, and I thought it would be fun. Um, But unfortunately, that is mathematically impossible at this point. So, um, uh, for the Islanders, uh, please win. I will not ask you to do this very often. I promise. Um, I really will not. But like Ariel, yeah, most of mine are are looking good. I picked Carolina, Colorado, Vegas, so like we're chilling there. I picked Boston, um, but my my Florida Panthers dream, yeah, that one might weird. die. I didn't. I was on. I think I felt I succumb. We we all succumbed to the like regular season hype train. Yeah, and then, <laughs> well, it always, it then always we get into the playoffs, and we're like. Yeah, we get in the playoffs, and, and then they're, we're like, oh, crap. 
like they're playing against the defending cup champions who know what it's like to win in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, uh. It's like I, I will say though, one of I go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. I'm I'm su- I'm surprised at how high scoring the series has been considering Vasilevsky oh, yeah. is in net for for Tampa. Yeah, I think Very that's been that's been the biggest surprise to me. I think from that series was just how many. I mean, not surprising that like Tampa Bay's like can score like five goals in like two seconds, basically. But the fact that the Panthers have been able to kind of answer like punch for punch, like any like if you can score this many, all right, we're gonna come right back and score the same amount. I th- I think that's kind of been the biggest surprise. Well, you talk about the hype train. I talked about it last week. I just get on the hype train for like any team that's got a hot end of the season. And I'm like, they're going to go all the way. I mean, I think they're yeah. go all the way, but it's like, totally. when I was like, oh, they're so hot right now. Like they're going to do it. And then it's like, mm, they're playing Tampa Bay. Like they might not. Yeah. We were, we, we were all like, Ooh, the Florida Panthers are kind of, and then Tampa was like, no, they're not. Big. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> anyway. So, um, I do want to say though, because, uh, we, cause some arenas not in Canada, but pretty much everywhere else has been starting to allow fans. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why my voice is so scratchy and so crackety and whatever is because <laughs> I've been to both games one and two for Carolina. Um, I've been tailgating, I've been hanging out with friends. It's been really great. Um, and I've seen a lot of criticism, um, I don't know why specifically for the Hurricanes. I think it's because they have the highest capacity right now in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um, They're at 12,000 and it's expected to potentially go up just because of the laws in Carolina. They're getting much more laxed because of the way the CDC has kind of taken the foot off the gas with guidelines. Um, But I will say this was where I was my point before uh, the last call got messed up, but um, I, the entirety of my experience, like parking, tailgating with my friends, walking over to the arena, being in the arena, in my seat, going to the concessions, whatever. I have not felt for one minute that I am unsafe or that they're doing something wrong. Um, I felt that way before um, the they increased the capacity when I went when they had a smaller capacity. Um I, it may be, be it may be because I'm fully vaccinated, and I know that most people I'm around are fully vaccinated. Um, however, everyone around me kept masks on uh, when we were tailgating outside. We all kind of stood and we all kind of stand like in our own little pod and like hang out all of us together. Um, we're not like mingling with strangers. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I trust everyone in my you know circle of people, so it, it's been. It's been an amazing experience. Like I've never been to a playoff game where my team was the home team until now. And, but I mean, you guys can probably hear it in my voice. I mean, (laughs) I, I feel it in my throat. Like I have lost my voice from screaming. My arm hurts from swinging my rally towel around. Um, But yeah, I just, it's, it's a completely different experience. And, and I'm so glad that not only that, like I can do it, but that like the players can have us there and that like, everyone else in other cities can go do it. Like I'm happy that Nashville is going to be loud as hell tonight. Like as much as I want the hurricanes to win and that, and having Bridgestone be loud might be a disadvantage. Like I'm happy that we get to have this experience again. Cause watching the Leafs game last night and there's no fans, it's, you can really tell the difference now. Yeah. I definitely think that um, having no fans when that did start was very jarring. 
um, just because all we knew was having fans. So when you're used to having that just noise, like there's no other way to describe it, that general noise, um, you know, having no fans was just very shocking, very jarring, which is why I'm almost grateful that the NHL like stopped and like continued playoffs like later on last season because there were other um other places other leagues whatever uh you want to call it that didn't kind of stop like the thing that comes to mind is wrestling WWE never stopped making shows they just took fans away so like you were in late March early April arguably like the bleakest time of this whole situation and they were doing shows at their performance center where they would go and work out and there were no fans and it was silent and all you heard was them hitting the ground when they hit each other it was just very bleak um so i i've definitely been feeling like the effects of uh seeing and hearing fans being back and as as i've talked about i didn't pay as much attention to hockey this year as much as i usually do um for a number of reasons but the pandemic is part of it i mean you you get so like lethargic and burnt out even about the things that you like um during this time. So having fans back and having playoffs, I think it was a perfect time to do it. Um, I'm so glad that Sam got to go to games. I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that my other friends have been getting Thank to go you. to games. Of course. Um, a lot of my friends who are Islander fans have been going to games, which has been cool for them with the Coliseum, the actual last run at the Coliseum, because the last run at the Coliseum was not anyway. Um just this one might not be either. Let's I get mean, real. Yeah, it, it's like that um that TikTok audio that's like, see you next year or not. Like, that's how I feel about it. But yeah, just all in all, I'm glad that fans are back and I'm glad that you're feeling safe, Sam. And that's the general consensus is that people are staying distant, people are getting vaccinated, and people are wearing masks. And yeah, can't really complain about that. Yeah. And actually, the Hurricane, I don't know about other teams, but the Hurricanes are offering vax. You can get your vaccine at the arena if oh, you go to a game. That's yeah, great. I know a lot of teams yeah, like, are starting to do that. Yeah, one of my friends, we were going to meet up at intermission to take a picture. And uh, I, we were texting in our group chat, like, where to meet because we were all sitting in different uh, seats. Yeah. And she was like, I can't. I am getting my vaccine. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm getting my vaccine right now. <laughs> she was like, I'm getting my first Pfizer shot right now. I'm like, okay okay <laughs> i'll see you at second intermission then yeah or or i'll see you in game two that's cool um but yeah the series has been wild and and i don't know how much you guys have like been watching it but first of all the officiating has been god awful yeah i heard like, last game even... like a million penalties so last yeah against the hurricanes not against the not against predators <laughs> like uh, but was there there was the Predators had seven power plays. They were successful Ooh. on none of them. Okay. Uh, and the Canes, the Canes went one for three, but one of the penalties, like one of their power plays was like when there's like, they have like 30 seconds because it was yeah. four on four for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't really count it. So they were like 50%. But, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I've taken away from this is that two things. One, first thing is I've never seen a human, a hockey player saltier about getting traded after half of a season with a team than Eric Howla. <laughs> this man, the salt that radiates from him about not being a hurricane anymore after playing half a season with them. Yeah. It's astonishing. Like he scored in game one and he, like you guys can't see what I'm about to do, but he like started punching the air for like two minutes after he scored <laughs> until the next face off. I'm like, 
bruh. Like, we get it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, we get it. You scored against your former team that was your team for four months. We get it. Like, and there were tons of rumors about, like, his departure from the team, like, what really went down there. Because um, there was a lot of animosity, it looked like, anyway, for, for on his part. He mm-hmm. was, like, go- he's always going at uh, his former Canes teammates after the whistles and obviously the excessive cel- celebrating when he scores and, and yeah. the whole nine yards. But uh, Shane Willis, who's a former Hurricane, but he does, uh, like, the intermission analysis on uh, Valley Sports, uh, he was saying that there's a reason Eric Howla left the Hurricanes, and it's not because of his skill. And I was like, well, there you go. That's, that confirms all the rumors that we've heard before. Um, so it's just it's just a weird situation. And, like, there are, like, tailgates where they, like, had a Paola pinata. And, like, people were, like, chanting that he sucks and, like, all this stuff. It was wild. It's been wild, that whole situation. Yeah. I think I've decided that um, I'm going to start punching the air excessively whenever I complete basic tasks. Um, <laughs> I, I've, do your job. I've decided to take this on. Yeah. After, after seeing how happy it made him and how, um, how validating that must've been for him. Like, I think like I have my water bottle next to me. Like, should I like take a drink of water and like, like, your water pump? like I, yeah, Sam, let's go. Just aggressively drink your water. So true. Um, Yeah, I thought that would be a funny joke to me. Like, you take your meds and you just Mm -hmm. need to do a little dance break. Like, Like, I just, I don't understand it. It was weird. I don't know if it's going to be, like, better now that he's he's the home player. I don't know. But it's been chippy. It's been, like, a little physical. When Cedric Paquette comes in back into the lineup, I'm sure, for the Hurricanes, I'm sure it's going to get dialed up. Um, Of course. But the... The other thing I wanted to say, because this is a personal uh, thing that is very near and dear to me, the Brady Shea haters have been very quiet Too these quiet. first two games. Because <laughs> I just want to take y'all back to when he was traded from to the Hurricanes. All I saw was good riddance. Yeah. The worst defenseman ever. Overpaid. Horrible. So glad he's gone. Tony D'Angelo's the next Brian Leach. So glad we're making room for him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then fast forward to now where Jacob Slavin, uh, unfortunately, has a nagging injury. So he played through it in game one, but he didn't play through it in game two. And so Brady Shea took over on the top pairing with Dougie Hamilton. And he played almost 10 minutes shorthanded on Tuesday, on Wednesday, whatever mm-hmm. day of the week it is. And he played like 27, 28 minutes overall. And he was third star period and he started he started both games even when he wasn't with Hamilton the fr- in game one him and Brett Pesci started game one uh, and then him and Hamilton started game two uh so I just want to say uh to all you Rangers fans and all you Brady Shea haters out there uh you're wrong yeah I like the way you're wrong. Wrong. I like the way you got close to the mic right there no one because you're, you're wrong for anyone that, wrong. They're wrong. anyone that is unable to see which is everyone but us the way Sam just like mic dropped right there was literally everything. I just yeah. I don't know what I don't know what more they wanted from I don't know what more the haters wanted from him. I just don't I he he was never bad. He was being coached by Lindy Ruff on one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. I don't know what they wanted. I think it was just justification for trading him to make room for Tony. I think so. Which ended up failing. 
I don't know, but they hate, their silence speaks volumes. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people on Twitter felt the same way when I went off about it after game two ended. <laughs> but anyway, continued success. I wanted, to, I, hope. I wanted to add something quickly that I just saw that we didn't put on the dock because it happened like two hours ago. But did yeah. anyone see what Jim Benning said in regards to the quote-unquote Jake Vertanen situation. Oh, yeah, when he said, um, that girl wrote her blog, and so we had to do something about it. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? Okay, that's yeah, great. so the quote... <laughs> the, the quote is from Brendan Batchelor at Batch Hockey. Um, said, Jim Benning on the Vertanen situation. The girl put her blog out there. A reporter was going to write a story. That They communicated that to us. Chris Gear, our chief legal counsel, got involved with it. We took the allegation seriously. And it looks like that's about where it started and ended. And he didn't really Yeah, they they uh that. someone another another Canucks reporter uh was like did his due diligence and asked where the status of their independent investigation is. Yeah. And he said that it's basically just a police matter now. So I'm guessing they're just kind of waiting for more details, but mm-hmm. him calling the victim the girl and basically, like, invalidating her, saying, like, oh, we had to investigate it because she wrote a blog about it. Like, like that. that's any less legitimate than her. Just, I don't know what other way he wanted her to come out with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, just because we... um just because we spoke about it a couple weeks ago I just want to bring it up because I saw it and just make sure everybody knows that we think that's awful and even though he should have addressed it he shouldn't have done it that like uh like that so Jim Benning yeah it was like if you're gonna oh Bim Jenning um (laughs) like just do better like I think we said that last said that when we talked about it like just be better or do better like Either, like, honestly, yeah. like, rather you have not said something than if that's going to be what came out of your mouth. Exactly. Um, my last Kane's point is just that Alex Nedeljkovic is wonderful. Oh, true. And, I, was um, waiting. I was, like, waiting for that, honestly. I, he's wonderful. It's true. I've, wait, I've, I've been waiting for this moment because it's my moment of validation because I've been on the Alex <laughs> Nedeljkovic hype train for many a year now. Many. And he was doubted, and here he is. And uh, he's starting again tonight. That's about right. In Nashville. Love to see it. So you love to see it. Um, So uh, Ariel, to to segue from goalie to goalie, um, Ariel uh, informed me that she has something to say about the Blues slash Jordan Bennington. So I'm going to give her the floor. Yeah, I mean, and it's a very different opinion than I know Sam has. I don't know Jen's feelings on the matter. But but before I even go into that, like going back to the whole bracket busting thing, like hi, I fully admitted like on the podcast last week, like I know I'm wrong for this decision. Like the Blues were not going to do it. I mean, it's game three now, like there's still a chance and they haven't looked bad, quote unquote. I'm like, they're kind of in it, but also like Nathan McKinnon is like a god in the playoffs apparently. And clearly that's not stopping anytime soon. But to, like, bring it to Jordan Bennington, he's literally been the reason, I think, these games have been been as close as they have been. Like, the Blues should have been blown out in both games. Like, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, the score should have been, like, 8-9, like, 10. Like, before when they played Colorado and I think got blown out, like, 8-9 nothing or something like that. Like, he's been the reason that they've even been in the games from the start. But to bring it to game one. 
I think, well, it was game one, right? The end of game yeah. one. I don't see, I'm like a bad, I'll admit bad fan, like turned it off before the final seconds even ended. So I don't think I, I didn't see it live. Um, but something happened down at Grubauer's net. Uh, I'm not going to say who started it because I don't fully know. It's, so this is where the Grubauer. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. So basically what happened was like, they, they were drawing at each other the whole end of the game. Like, mm-hmm. it happens, whatever. Bennington was pulled. So he was already on the bench. Yeah. And so after the final whistle, whoever was on the ice, whatever Blues and Avs players were on the ice, started going at each other, and there was, like, yeah. pushing and a scrum, whatever. It happens. It was a, it was a very well-fought game on both sides. It was like, just, like, made amazing. like, that moment that I didn't know. Like, I know the yeah. rest of it. It so was, like, then, I didn't know right after, yeah, so right, yeah, so right after all that started, I mean, there was really no, like, who started it. They all started drawing yeah, at each other. Okay. And, like, they were pushing and whatever. And then while they were all, like, up against the boards in the corner or whatever, and Grubauer's just standing there, Bennington climbed over the Blues bench after he had already been pulled yeah. and started started skating full speed for Grubauer, and the refs had to stop him. And then when they stopped him and told him to go back to where he was, he just hopped over back onto the Blues bench and just went down the tunnel into the locker room and didn't even wait for everybody else. Yeah. That's that's the TLDR. But anyway, so Ariel, your, your take on it. No. So it's not even like my take on the situation itself. Um, because honestly, my take on that is like, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have jumped over the bench. Like if you were already pulled, like if he was on the ice, I think maybe it would have been a different story though. I think people would still have the same reaction because like, I know people have their opinions and I'm not going to say anybody's like, this is, this isn't a, your opinion is wrong. Like this isn't going back to like, of course, what Sam was saying, like the haters were wrong. Like this isn't like a, a situation like that because like everyone's right val like everyone's allowed to have an opinion on like this type of stuff like this isn't this isn't like, oh yeah a bad hockey player it's like afterwards so to it me, wasn't a clear like who was right who was wrong yeah. anyway after it happened and and it's not even this situation itself because it happened before when they played the sharks uh however long ago yep. it was and he went down the ice and like fake punched a guy and then went after I forget who the Sharks goaltender was in that moment. I don't remember. But went at, kind of went after him and then went off the ice and, like, the Blues won that game. I uh, just want to say that. Um, but a lot of people, and like I said, invalid reasons, have a problem with him doing stuff like that, like kind of going after other guys, like, and getting pulled back and people are like, oh, and then he's like, oh, but now, you know, like, oh, like back in my hands, I'm like, I'm not going to touch you. To me, I think there is a contradiction in the way people look at goaltenders doing stuff like that. Now, the situations aren't the same. I'm going to fully say this right now. The situations I'm going to bring up, not the same things, but kind of bring the point of like we look at when goaltenders get mad differently. So Carey Price obviously can be a very animated guy, very passionate guy. Let's up a goal in practice, breaks a stick over the crossbar, picks it up, walks away, whatever. I don't know the full thing with Tukarask. I know he blockered a guy, which just sounds hilarious. Um, but again, nobody gets like mad. They're like, I, at least I don't think anybody got mad. It's all like, oh, look at him, like, you know, standing up for himself or, or whatever. But when Biddington does it, to me, it's like, I'm trying to like find the right words because, like I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But 
Right. Um, like maybe Sam, you can say what, cause I know you said something about it. So just, this isn't me coming after you just like to look at the no. other side of like how you see yeah. it and then I'll kind of explain. So the, yeah. So the way that like me and I think a lot of other people see it is like, I don't, I understand where he's coming from in that like, I just made over 40 something saves and I'm irritated. So I understand like the precipitating factor. I think it's how he expresses that anger. And I think, I mean, a lot of people, I, I, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't exclude myself from that. Like we have obviously like based on his past actions and the way he carries himself, I'm not a huge Bennington person. I think he yeah. doesn't take a lot of accountability for things he's said and things he's done. Um, it's a lot of like, that was in the past. I just want to move on from it. Like mm-hmm. instead of just saying, yeah, I did that. It was stupid. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah. But in this, in this situation and in the, in, and in the sharks situation, it looks a lot like I'm just going to stomp my feet and throw a little tantrum because uh-huh. I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. And like, especially in the shark situation, because I believe it was after he got pulled. Yeah, yeah, he got pulled. He so he got pulled. He was on his way to getting pulled. The ice to do it. Yeah, so he's yeah, so he was walking by the sharks getting pulled, and because he was upset that he got pulled and wanted to throw his little like, "Wait, I got pulled!" Like he pretended to fight the guys on the sharks, and like. I think people see that as, like, silly in its own right. Like, why are you pretending to throw punches? Either you're going to actually throw punches or you're not. Um, But I just, I, (laughs) I just see it as, like, a, to me, like, that's not necessary at all. Like, you're, what, if, if I'm him, and, and, and obviously I'm not him, I'm not a, a Stanley Cup winning goalie, but if I made 45, 46 saves, whatever it was, I want people to talk about that and just say how the rest of my team failed me. Not like how right after that I got upset and tried to fight someone to like, to as like a, well, I lost like that. I think that's how a lot of people saw it. And like, you're totally entitled to disagree with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like the best thing about like, that's why that's the best thing about this space that we can like have this debate and not say like you're wrong he's a horrible person (laughs) you're not telling me like you're wrong he's the best person ever like you know what i'm saying that's why i wanted you to kind of bring the other side in because i i knew we had differing opinions on this so i wanted to like not come out and like say anything because i wanted it to come from someone who actually like felt that way and would better explain what the rationale for it is and i'm not going to obviously defend anything in the past like what the the reasons that people started to have a problem extremely extremely valid there's that's kind of i think a situation where like there's kind of a clear cut like reasoning for feeling that way so none of that i i think is invalid and i can completely understand why people took offense to any of that and why why they don't like him because of that like that's not what any of this is about to me it's just no it's not about that at all i feel like we're telling people when it's okay to be mad and when it's okay to not be mad um it it just like maybe just because i'm in such a small circle and i'm only seeing like this stuff i'm not seeing like the other stuff is just it feels like whenever he expresses his anger, whether it's in the right way or whether it's in the wrong way, it's always like, oh, wow, wow, you're mad because you lost, like, blah, 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 like, all that. But if, like, yeah. someone else gets mad or another goalie shows emotion or another player shows emotion, it's like, oh, look at him, you know, he's fired up, he's this, he's that. It's just, to me, there's a clear, like, contradiction. 
in the way we're like letting people like letting hockey players have emotions like yeah there's a right way and a wrong way to do it again which is why we keep saying it's valid that everyone has their opinions on it but it's like you can't flip-flop because you don't like this guy but you like this guy so if he shows emotion this way oh that's okay because I like him. Oh, but this guy can't do it because I hate him. Like, that's my gripe about all of it is that we're saying like Biddington can't show emotion or can't do any of that because we don't like him. But like I said, I know the Rask and the price things were very different scenarios and one was in practice too. So it's that, but it's okay for them to have an emotional like outburst, basically. That's really where it is. I think honestly, for me, this is just, just me personally, too, because I just want to, like, build on what you're saying. I think if he, like, got mad when the game ended and, like, smashed his stick and w- walked down the, down the tunnel, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say that. I get, and, and I get that, too, which is, why I, which is why I say whether he does it in the wrong way or not, because I'm not, yeah. not going to say... Like, I think it's how he carries right. himself for me. Yeah, I'm not going to say, like, what he did was right, but in the also, in the thing like that, from what I saw, which is why I didn't want to say exactly what happened after the game, because I didn't see everything. But just, like, to me, when you see the other team's goaltender, like, going after your own player, like, that's going to be... But he did it. He was... That's the thing for me, like... Grubauer was just standing there. Because there was one video I saw where he did, like, kind of go after Clifford. Like, not, like, go after I, I didn't see that. Yeah. So if that did happen, then that's a different story. But yeah. I, from what I saw, didn't, like, everyone was just, after. like... That's what I mean. Yeah, everyone was just like, kind of standing in the corner. Yeah, From what I, I saw, everyone was just standing in the corner. That It wasn't, like, a big, like, oh, Grubauer, like, threw punches, like, jumped on. Yeah. Like, I think he threw a... Like, he did that thing that goalies do. Like, you're in front of the crease. They're going to, like slashy with their stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 Like So Clifford goes back, and it, it was very brief. I don't think it was a big thing. But, like, in that moment, I guess, you see the goaltender, like, hit your guy, and your guy turn back yeah. to him. That's why I – that's the only reason I figure he he does that and, and goes down the ice. But, again, I'm not going to say it was right. I'm not going to say it was wrong. I'm just, like, in the middle. Like, do you, but, like – I, I yeah I mean to- I think there's also like a standard like that when people do certain things I mean like Jen and I can relate to this with like on the reverse side with like Chris Kreider like yeah. Chris Kreider comes near near a goalie because one time he was thrown into Carey Price but he runs goalies yeah. meanwhile like other players that like are dirtier or like have done other stuff in the crease before like they're not as like they're not labeled as like goalie runners or yeah, like anything like that so it, it happens all the time and I I understand where you're coming from in that, like, sometimes I think people, and it's not even just Bennington, but, like, when people have, like, a feeling about a player as a person, mm-hmm. anything they do, they're going to they're gonna try to yeah. nitpick it and find, because you do it when you don't like a person in real life. Exactly. You do that. Oh, you're absolutely. like, oh, well, can you believe they did this? And someone's like, Sam, they're just doing, like, living their life. They're and you're like, no, but look at that. Like, they're so annoying. Yeah. Like, hey, I hate them. So, like... <laughs> It happens with everybody, and, like, I think that's, like, the best part about this space is that we can, like, sit and talk about it and not be afraid mm. to, like, upset yeah. one another because we, we're entitled to our own opinion, yeah. and, like, ultimately how we feel about Jordan Bennington isn't, doesn't matter, like, yeah. in the grand yeah. scheme of our friendship. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of um, very, very different situations, but it reminds me a little bit of, like, Tom Wilson internet opinions because it's, like, 
the people who and I mean we've made it very clear on this podcast that we are not his biggest fans for multiple reasons but the people who like love Tom Wilson on Twitter it's like he can do no wrong like even when he is like laying dangerous hits and like doing what he did a couple of weeks ago like they're still supporting him and they're still behind him um and like I feel like you do see that a little bit with Jordan Bennington like the tweets that I have seen defending him are like someone like your profile pictures like you in a blues jersey with the cup like I I know why you're saying that about Jordan Bennington (laughs) like I'm not dumb um so I do think there is a conversation there worth having about just like removing your own bias no matter what side of the fence that you're on because like I know like, in my brain, there are players that I don't like for stupid reasons, who I'm not going to say because it's it's not even worth bringing up. But there are players where they'll have amazing seasons and I'll be like, yeah, well, I hate him, so it didn't happen. Like, that is right. how I operate. Um, and I think a lot of us do that. It's, like, yeah. it's valid. But um, I, I think it's important if you are trying to look at sports from, like, an objective place like we try to do on this podcast, like we try to do in our writing, things like that. Um, I think it's just worth like assessing your own bias and like taking a step back and being like, okay, I know I don't like this player for whatever reason. I may not like yeah. him, but mm-hmm. like, is he playing well? And I also, just to piggyback off myself, I also think that you can't apply that to everything because like the example I always use is like, if a player murders someone, right? Like, and I'm not, <laughs> like, and I'm not about, like, there. on the ice, like, in... no, but, like, I'm not talking about, like, on the ice, like, a hit, like, he, like, he, like, went out and did it, right, <laughs> outside of hockey. If a player murders someone, you can't be, like, but oh, but he had a 930 save percentage. Like, you right. can't do that. Like, right. It's, it, like, that's it's a clear, I think actual criminal activity, yeah. like, is the line. Yeah, and I I don't think that everyone understands that, which sucks so bad. Like, we see it a lot with Patrick Kane is the person that comes to mind immediately because I understand that people will be like, oh, that situation's been over and done with and she was faking it and Bobo, which we'll probably never know the truth about that, and that's fine. But I think the people that will be like, oh, but, like, you, he's playing so well, you have to say he's playing well, like, I don't really care what you think of him, Bobo. It's like, mm. like, like that's kind of where I would, like pump the brakes a yeah, little bit yeah, yeah that's yeah. when it's murky waters but I I, mm-hmm. I even said this to Ariel when we were talking when we were talking that she was good that we were going to have this conversation I said like and I'll admit that Jordan Bennington has been playing amazing in yeah. this series yeah like I'll admit that every day of the week because it's true he's been playing out of his mind and I think these conversations all the time this co- I think this specific incident with Bennington comes into the whole like what like what people find morally acceptable in their sport and like those unwritten like respect rules or whatever mm-hmm. because because we're having that same issue in baseball right now with guys hitting home runs on 3-0 pitches and blowout games yeah. how apparently that's rude and like players should apologize for doing that which like I'm sorry like last season Tati shouldn't have apologized for hitting a grand slam this guy on the White Sox I can't remember his name I'm sorry um he shouldn't have apologized for hitting a home run on a 3-0 pitch yeah. in a in a blow, and I don't even know if it was a blow game. I think it was, it a, was a game, blowout, but still, like, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't. But who cares? Exactly, right? So, yeah. like, that gets a little gatekeepy, I think, with, like, mm. what, like, what is traditional and what, like, is allowed yeah. in a sport. Like, 
I think that's where the Bennington thing gets murky. And yeah. I think some people saw it as like him standing up for his teammate and like standing up for like the fact that he played so well and they lost and like, he wanted to just like be like the tough guy in the situation. And mm-hmm. I get that. And then I like, I think it's ultimately I see both sides. Yeah, I just tend to agree with the fact that it looked a little sore losery. No, mm-hmm. like, and I, and I get so, both sides of both sides of the coin. There is, I see the people that like that obviously look at it the same way I did and then look at it like, well, you just look like you're pouting. And like, I get that because especially when like you're coming off the bench in that scenario, like, yeah. like you weren't just coming down the ice. Like it makes a little bit more sense. Obviously, if you were coming from your own net, you see a scrum, you see potentially, you know, the other goaltender doing something like, even if it's very minor and then like the, the scrum goes to the corner, it makes more sense coming from the bench. I, We'll fully say I see the problem. I saw I could see the problem yeah. with the San Jose thing. Like I see both sides. Obviously, like I feel the one way. Like like Sam says, she feels the yeah. other. Like and, and it's valid to have yeah. both of those opinions. Yeah, and I understand the 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 want for equity in the way that those things are looked at. Um, cause it, it, like I said, it happens in every sport. Mm. Like what are these unwritten rules? What should you should what should you do and what shouldn't you do? And like players that are more liked off the ice like tend to be like see deep like their actions on the ice are looked at more favorably because like oh he's such a nice guy or like whatever the the thing is so I I totally get it and I and I appreciate you you feeling comfortable sharing like sharing that side of it with us because like you knew that well at least that you knew beforehand going in that I would disagree but like I like that we can have like this healthy debate because that's what this is like for mainly because I saw you read about it (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens in that series because it's a crazy one. And to playoff McKinnon. Well, just because real quick, just because I saw a couple updates. Yeah, no, go ahead. I mean, we are, I'm like, like low-key hoping we're going to get the update because as of like 50, 50 minutes ago, someone said, oh, expect a cadre decision in the next 90 minutes. So I'm like, I keep oh, okay to see. Um, but Falk, so, Falk is out tonight. Fortuzo's out tonight. He took a hit as yes. well. Apparently took an elbow to the head. I don't know. I didn't see the play, but that's another I didn't that's either. another story. But the belief is Falk could return for oh, okay. a different game in the series. Like Baruby seemed to say that he's doing well and could return. But yeah, I keep like if you keep seeing me look, it's cause like they're expecting a country decision to come soon. Oh no, I and I'm I like, wanted to touch on like two seconds after we finish, but I kind of wanted. Yeah, it's to probably going to happen like two seconds after we're done. But I did want to touch on Kadri. Yeah, yeah, I did want to touch on Kadri because I was tweeting a lot about it, um, mostly in reference to the Wilson thing, um, and a lot of people. Well, a lot of men decided to mansplain to me and about what 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 repeat offender actually is and yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Just, but like overall, I know that Kadri technically, because his last suspension was in 2019, um, won't be considered a repeat offender. And thank you to all the men who decided to mansplain to me what uh, repeat offender means. That it doesn't <laughs> affect over it. actual like it doesn't affect actual length of suspension. It only affects fines. Wonderful. Okay, the whole system still needs overhaul, and that's a fact. Yeah, it's because Kadri is having an in-person hearing for this, which means he they have the option to suspend him for five games or more. I mean, obviously, in-person means via Zoom, but still, an in-person, in-person face-to-face, 
Yeah, a face-to-face hearing with the with the with the DOPS, the de- the Department of Player <laughs> Safety. Dops. It means he can get suspended for five or more games. And I've said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again: both things can be true. That Tom Wilson's a repeat offender and should have been suspended, and Nazem Kadri's a repeat offender and he should be suspended right now. Mm-hmm. Both of those things can coexist. And I do feel bad for Nas because he always ends up in this situation. Like for he just sees he just read mists in the in the first round of the playoffs for whatever reason, and he gets himself into these horrible situations. Like that hit was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like the shoulder was up, direct contact to the head. He should know this by now. Like, and he's a repeat offender, and I and. Tom Wilson's also a repeat offender, and he is also dangerous to, to his to other people when he's on the ice. So I just I just want consistency. I just want I want the book to be thrown at people when the book needs to be thrown at them. Yeah. I want I want this whole repeat offender thing, not only for my Twitter mentions sake, but for everyone else's like like sanity's sake to get sorted out because this should not have a time limit. Like Jen said, this isn't driver's license points. Like exactly. Like if you've, if you've committed multiple offenses within like a span, like I guess it could have a time. I don't, I don't want a time limit as an expiry. I want a time limit as in a window of time that you look at. Mm. How often is the recidivism? Because yes, if you only commit one offense in the span of like five years and it was clearly a one-time thing, then you shouldn't be considered a repeat offender. But if you're doing something, we've said this before, if you're doing something multiple times a year or once every year, once every playoff in Nas's case, then you're a repeat offender and you should be dealt punishment as such. Um, And it shouldn't matter whether it happened in 2019, like 18 months ago or or, oh, it was 17 months ago, so you're still a repeat offender. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so I ju- it just sparked that whole debate again, and I just, I'm just i just crying for consistency because the system is clearly so broken. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I mean, like you've said, we could talk about player safety till we're blue in the face, and we kind of have. Um, so I feel like there isn't much to add. But I agree that this isn't something that's like um, – like, you graduate high school and you go to college. Like, you don't graduate from your first offense and you're not a repeat. Nope. Rewind. You don't graduate from, like, your third offense and you're not a repeat <laughs> offender anymore. Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so, I, I agree that there needs to be a lot of reform with just about everything about the um the DOPS, the Department of Player Safety. Oh, the DOPS. <laughs> it sucks. That's it. <laughs> um, update, Jacob Slavin is not playing tonight. Oh, they showed a picture of the locker room, and uh, Sebastian Ajo still had a, an A on his jersey. Um, Love that is, for him. Which is the A that is normally uh, Slavin's. So it seems that Jacob Slavin will not be returning to the lineup tonight, which is unfortunate. But uh, it seems like he, like every day, he's just checking in with Rod, uh, mm-hmm. determining yeah. determining whether or not he can go. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, did anyone else have anything to add about the Department of Player Safety? Um, no. um, just that they're bad. That's about it, Sam. They're bad. I can't wait to see this decision and how bad it probably will be because I have no optimism that it will be good, but I will be pleasantly surprised if I see will not return for the remainder of the first round, even though that could be two more games. But Excellent. I'll be I'll be shocked if 
I see that, but I will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, I'm guessing, I mean, who knows? He's been suspended for, like, the entirety of a round before, but and they did have an in-person, so And you kind of have to think at this point if you're going to offer the in-person. It's like you are going into that. You would think as a Department of Air Safety, like, if you're like, all right, we're going to have in-person, you're, like, going in, like, all right, five games in our mind already. Like, we are, unless somehow Kadri has, like, the most miracle, like, defense. Like, oh, I didn't I, mean I, like what? I didn't mean it. Like what? I don't okay, you didn't mean it? Yeah. Two games. <laughs> like, yeah, just kidding. All right, fine. $5,000. Um, go go play our game. Like, yeah. it, if so. you're going to offer the hearing, you have to be coming into it knowing it's going to be five plus games. Yeah. But again, we know with the Department of Player Safety that they don't know what a suspension is. They don't know what a fine is. They don't know what anything is. To be just flat out honest in it. Yeah. Um, so you have every right whatever, to be. Obviously, whatever the suspension is will happen. It will obviously be out there before this even goes up. So this is besides Whatever me. it is. I mean, even if we don't find out what it is out there. <laughs> like, yeah, even if we don't find out what it is now, like, like while we're talking, I mean, we know that whatever happens, people are going to be outraged one way or another. It's either yeah, there's going to be, like, be oh, not enough, like, oh, too much. Like, yeah, you're not enough, survive. too much. It's, it's all going to be horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not, not much else we can say about it until we find out what the suspension is. But yeah. um, moving right along. Uh, so there's been some hires around the league. I think that's pretty much it for, like, the, the, the like, NHL breaking news. Yeah. Uh, JD was uh, John Davidson. I'm sorry, I just affectionately know him as JD. He was rehired. <laughs> was rehired as president of the blue jackets yeah um quick turnaround obviously from his uh firing in new york um i personally wish him all the best i think it was a it was a train wreck what happened to him in new york Mm -hmm. and he had he did say when he left columbus that the only reason that he wanted to leave was because being president of the rangers was his dream job and i had some things like that that uh sorry i had some things like that that um he tweeted or his daughter tweeted somebody in his circle tweeted like he had said he would only ever leave the Rangers if it was to go back to Columbus or something like that. So it, it really does seem like he's like sticking to his convictions and like sticking to his word, which is good because um, I don't know. It might it might just be because I grew up a Ranger fan because like my dad called me JD because my first two initials are J and D, John Davidson. Yep. Um, that that I am like attached to him and I see him as like this good guy, but I do think he is one of the like good guys, so to speak. So No, he is. Like seeing seeing somebody like that get rehired and be like, Oh, phew, like they have a job again kind of thing. Not that he would have been like in a bad spot, but like it it's just nice to be like, okay few <laughs> i think i think it's because we i think it's because we also know that he's good at his job that's not why yeah. he was fired yeah so and like he he has a proven track record of success i mean he helped build st louis to what mm-hmm. it is now he helped with columbus like putting them on the map like and then he came to the rangers and he was really helping this rebuild like go along or so we thought <laughs> until dolan kind of shook things up and there's you know we'll never know the true story the rangers organization is notoriously tight-lipped they yeah keep a lot of things under lock and key so we'll we'll probably never know really what happened there it seems to me like dolan wanted to fire gorton told jd about it jd said i don't think that's the right idea i don't i'm not going to go along with that and dolan said okay then both of you can be fired okay um (laughs) 
So, I mean, I'm like I've said before, I have full confidence in Chris Jury. He's not the one that I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, speaking of Chris Jury, he made his first hire. He hired his former Buffalo teammate, Mike Greer, uh, as a hockey ops advisor. And I just wanted to point this out particularly because Mike Greer is a person of color. He is uh, black. And I think that's awesome for the Rangers front office just because I, and for hockey in general, because there's not a lot of diversity in front offices. Um, but for particularly the Rangers organization, I can't remember like a person of color or like any minority, a woman being in the front office of the org. So yeah, mm-hmm. super exciting step in the right direction. Cause I know that they have, cause the devils to, to segue this, the devils hired Megan Duggan. Um, I saw that yeah. to yeah. a new role of manager of player development. And I know that the Rangers do work with Amanda Kessel, but she's not uh, f- formally in their front office. So this yeah. was like another step forward of actually having a, a woman in the front office. The only other woman that I could think of off the top of my head is Haley Wickenheiser. Same. Um, is the director of player development for the Leafs. She's, and they, they have been letting her hire other women for her team, um, which is super cool. We need more women in front offices. Um, a, like, even if they haven't played the game, I mean, these women have specifically, but like, I would consider us all, we're not, I mean, maybe we're not front office level knowledgeable because we don't work in the, in the sport itself. We just are super knowledgeable about it, but we have the potential to, if we wanted to, we could ascend the ranks. We don't have to have played hockey, but it's nice to see at least that these women who used to play and like are extremely knowledgeable about the sport aren't, like when they finish playing, they're not just like, okay, bye, have fun with your normal job. Um, yeah, and I also think that, um, you know, also Haley Wickenheiser does have a normal job aside from this. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Um, I think that we preach like at Pucker Up Sports and just the the three of us in general, you know, like to hire women, invest in women, pay women, all those things. And um, for me, at least, that's not just in the spirit of equity and equality, but it's to prevent. Um, the incidents that we don't like seeing happen from happening. Like, for example, uh, when everything went down a couple months ago with the Mets front office and kind of finding out um, that people working for the Mets were um, not being the best towards women. I'm going to leave it at that. The situation really sucks. You can obviously look more into it. Um, But I remember um, a lot of men, I was going to say people, but it was men specifically saying like, well, how do we stop this? It's just going to keep happening. Hire more women. Hire, hire more women. Put women in those higher positions that the men are in and see what happens. What's going to happen? Um, and I just, I preach that a lot because I feel like with women in these higher roles, um, there's going to be bigger trust between employees that are non-men just in general. Um and it just, it does contribute to that uh, concept of equity and equality, like I mentioned. Like, it's not just that, um, but I just want to mention that because we we have a lot of moments as, like, women in sports where we're like, oh, another piece of news came out. Then another person that, another man that works in sports is being mean. That's just the way I have to say it because it, it's just a blanket. Um, but I do think that having more women hired in the NHL um, will hopefully prevent some of the stuff that we don't like to see happening. So yeah. I, I like to see it. And I, I, I am a fan of Megan Duggan just as a player, as a human being. So it was cool to yeah. see that. 
Yeah, I hope I hope more teams will follow suit. I mean, like the Devils created that role for her. So. Yeah. And uh, I did not when I said Haley Wickenheiser, I should have said Doctor Haley Wickenheiser. Yeah. That's her, that's her other. That's her side gig on top of being <laughs> director of player development for the <laughs> Leafs. She's a doctor. Imagine that was a um, just casually, you know, just has a attitude. Real, real quick before. Because this is kind of on the same level of like front offices, because yeah, it, it. it just came out a couple minutes ago. Um, the mm-hmm. Leafs director of pro scouting is joining the Kraken as director of hockey Ooh. and business operations. So Troy Bodie, I'm gonna, I don't know if that name. Yeah, Troy Bodie. One, um, yeah, it said um, Ryan Clark, uh, Ryan underscore S underscore Clark on Twitter just put it out. It said, yep, I know him. Yep, Troy Bodie the. Maple Leafs director of pro scouting is joining the Seattle Kraken as the director of hockey and business operations for AHL Palm Springs. Love that. There you go. Breaking news. I, was like, I love that. I love breaking news. Talk about, talk about diverse hires. I, the Kraken have, uh, not only do they have um, just a, like a well-built analytics department. There are women in, I think there are women and I should have mentioned them when I had women in their front office, um, along with Haley, but they aren't shying away from hiring women. They're shying away from hiring people of color. Um, yeah. our good friend Chanel is a diversity, uh, consultant with them. Is that what it is? Yeah, um, I believe that's, yeah, what, um, that's what it is. I'm sorry, Chanel, if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> and I think your job with the Kraken is amazing and trailblazing. And that's like genuine. I believe that. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's what it is. Intersectionality consultant. Intersectionality no, consultant. That's what it is. Her title. Yeah. And she's yes. doing a great job. And she just graduated. Congrats. Yes. Congratulations. And Chanel, hopefully we'll see more people like you in hockey because of you breaking those barriers. So we're really proud of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I, I love – this is the one thing that I like about the offseason. Like, obviously, it sucks when there's no hockey. But, like, seeing all these hires and, like, seeing, like, organizations finally wake up that, like, it's 2021 or whatever year it's been in the 21st century to, like, hey, maybe we should uh, make these hires that make our team look less old, white, cis, hetero men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, I mean – this week, I mean, I, I apologize for not being, like, as prepared as usual with my, like, two-page Google Doc, but <laughs> we uh, good. I've yeah, been uh, struggling. I've been riding the struggle bus uh, with this with these playoff games. I Yes, it was, it's been awesome, and I felt safe, but it's also the largest social gatherings that I've been to and the most, like, social activity in one week that I've had in, like, over a year. I'm sure other people can relate. Yeah. Uh, so it's just wiping me out. Um. I do want to say that our that uh, we do have award winners already because the regular season finally officially ended. Cool. Thank you, uh, NHL, for making Calgary and Vancouver play regular season games that didn't matter. Um, but because because Brock Besser did not score 18 goals in those last few games, Austin Matthews officially is the first Can American to win the Rocket Richard. Yay. Um, and Connor McDavid wins the Art Ross, not a surprise. He had 105 points in 56 games, which isn't human. Mental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely mental. Uh, and everyone's not doing their, the team nominee awards where every team gets a, a sends a rep, like picks a person for Mm. the award. So the King Clancy and the Masterton, um, those are all coming out. So there's a lot to look forward to, but the rest of the playoffs are obviously the focus. 
at, at the moment, the Hurricanes actually play in an hour. The Blues play in an hour. Um, so that'll be the game I'm watching. I don't know what game you, uh, you guys are going to be watching tonight. Uh, I am going to be watching the Cheddar Bay Biscuits at Red Lobster tonight. Love that. Honestly, that is what I, I would love that. I love that for you. I would love that more than watching. Should that be how we end it? We talk about uh, free restaurant bread. What's the best? What's the What's the best chain restaurant free bread? Is it Cheddar Bay Biscuits? Red Lobster. Um, top tier. I am a big fan of the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. However, um, I will say the the bread at Outback. I don't I don't know the actual name. Remember the last brown bread at Outback goes absolutely insane. I see. I would. I am gonna say Cheddar Bay biscuits, but also my cousins work at Texas Roadhouse, and the, cin- <gasps> the cinnamon butter or whatever it is at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. That goes. That goes insane. Yeah. I. I don't know. I'm a big brown bread person. Don't is it pumpernickel? Probably. I just like. I love pumpernickel. pumpernickel Cheesecake Factory also has the uh, brown brown bread trademark, um, and it's very very yummy. I am a. I have a. Uh, brown bread bunch of beauty if you will (laughs) the four b's that's my that's my one-liner for the day i get to have my one funny joke and that's it (laughs) now i want cheddar bay biscuits i think we bought i think i have cheddar bay biscuit mix in my kitchen so before we get everybody hungry (laughs) um thank you all for listening this week uh if you want to follow us on social media we are at pucker up sports on everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on it. We're there. And you can catch our written content on PuckerUpSports.com. Uh, and I believe on the main Twitter account, we've been live tweeting the Capitals games, the Capital series. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, spend some time with us. Hang out. Watch some hockey. Um, so with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Ladies, have a great weekend. And happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. Adios. Bye, y'all.